Let me lubricate my vocal cords with some scotch. I'll lubricate your vocal cords. <laughs> See? I was waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 183, Side A. This is the Gimme Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever else caught our eye this week. My name is the Crimson Scorpion, and I'm joined by Protector Prime. Howdy. That was very protectory and sweet boy. My clients call me Sugar Lad. (laughs) (laughs) And now, so do I. This week, you are now going to be Sugar Lad. I fear I've made a huge mistake. A decade from now, I want you to remember you did that to yourself. This week, we're going to talk about the Netflix, the Netflix, I can't say Netflix, the Netflix shows Mitchell's versus the Machines, which uh, I believe we mentioned last week, and uh, Things Heard and Seen. Also. And the Disney Plus, also last week, and the Disney Plus series set in the Star Wars universe, The Bad Batch. Um, Are we going to spoil things, or should we get God damn right we are. Uh, These three things just came out last week. And we're going to talk about them. And we're not going to try to spoil them, but we might. And we don't want to hear from you if we do. So that's your spoiler warning. Keep damn selves. What up, news? I like news. Anything in the news, uh, pop culture-wise, that we should be discussing? <clears throat> I remember the 80s, and I'm very excited about this. Well, it's, this first it's actually a movie that we've done here on the Give Me Five podcast. We, a couple months ago now, I think, we revisited the 1980, I think it was 85 classic, Red Sonia, starring Brigitte Nielsen. I think you might be wrong on both counts. I will look it up as you do this. Shut your mouth. Um, (laughs) 85-ish, for sure. 1980s movie, Red Sonia. It's probably like 82 or some shit. Anyway, Red Sonia is getting a remake. It was 1985, but I don't know if I'd call it a classic. Oh, it's, it's classic. classic. Shut your mouth. Yeah. For an 11-year-old boy, that was classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know and I mean. the new also one is going to star... Man. <laughs> <laughs> the new one is going to star <laughs> Hannah, Hannah John Kamen, uh, who was in The Killjoys as well as Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think she played the daughter in Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp? Really? I, I believe so. I'd have to look more into that. But it's also being directed by Joey Soloway. So I will definitely check that out. And I I don't remember whether we decided it was a, uh, a remake or revival. 
Uh, she was the go. She was the character of the ghost, the one that was like glitching out of existence. Oh, okay, okay. In the in, okay. in the last... I don't remember that. I got to see that again. But I but I don't remember whether or not we had decided Red Sonia should be a remake or a revival. I know we didn't say rest in peace because we all kind of appreciated it. I believe we said remake. Oh, but and give me five gets another one. Yeah. Okay. So well, here this is a good place for this. So we had a listener contact us. Uh, I didn't ask if we could use his name or anything, so I won't. But we had a listener contact us and let us know that our early episodes uh, had not been showing up on various podcast providers. Uh, it was showing up on uh, Spotify, but not on Apple. And I think Rob, you checked one as well. I checked uh, Castbox, or- and I don't think I don't think they were on Castbox either. Okay, so I talked to our host. Libsyn, mm-hmm. and they were very nice and basically let us know that, well, we had a – they have a 100-episode limit on those things, and they upped it to basically be unlimited because I, I don't know if there's a way I could have done that. But it's it's set to unlimited now, and so all of our old episodes are available. So if you are a new listener and want to check out some of our old reviews, uh, you can basically get all uh, – I mean, we're on 183 right now, but we – Every week is technically two, so you should be fine. So you got plenty you, of content uh, to listen to. Yeah, yes, so thank, thank you. you for letting us know as well. Maybe I'll try to send. I think we should send send him a uh, give me five sticker if he's willing. If he wants us to, I will. I will write him back and find out. That's a great Heck idea. Yeah, because oh. it helped us greatly. Anyway, so that's uh, so that's that news about us. They did start announcing some of the titles of some of the upcoming Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel has a second movie coming out. Nice. And uh, it is uh, called Marvels with a very interesting looking S on the front. And that S looks just like the lightning bolt-esque S that is on the shirt of, or it's the one that they use for Ms. Marvel. So it's, I'm guessing that Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel is going to be on the same thing, just a okay. Well, and and Captain Marvel was was one of Miss Marvel's. It, like according to the story, that was one of her idols, right? One of the people that she yeah. modeled herself uh-huh. after, so to speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. That'll be cool to see that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki, the show, the TV show, is got moved up, so we didn't know when it was coming out, but it is now going to come out sometime in June. It was supposed to come out later in the summer, but it will premiere in June. And, and I also they... read that it's supposed to premiere on a Wednesday instead of a Friday. Uh-huh. In very Loki, uh-huh. maybe that's fashion. a trick. Yeah, is this a Disney Plus thing? It is a Disney Plus. It thing. is Disney Plus. Yes. In the tra- if in the trailer, you remember the guy's that's, name. I, I don't. So. The trip. In the trailer, they are are hinting that Loki. It's going to be kind of like a quantum leap type thing. I think. And Loki does take the place of the dude that hijacked the airplane and jumped out with all the money, and we never found him. I always forget his name. Robin knew it last time I said it. Uh, D.B. Cooper. Yes. So kind of an interesting little story there. Um, also, Black Panther 2. Uh, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be a very interesting thing that they're doing because they were already kind of in production, of course, when Chadwick Boseman died. And they weren't going to recast him. I think what they did is going to be right. It's uh, 
the new movie is going to be called Wakanda Forever. So it's going to be more about the overall world of the Black Panthers versus, you know, the actual character, which is probably the only way they could go. Because if they're not recasting, then they need to find a way to basically take all of the side characters and, uh, uh, yeah, they need to find a way to get all the side characters together. And that is probably the way to do it. Uh, so that was announced yesterday well, as well. And, and I, I don't know that I agree with the stance of not recasting the blank, the black Panther. And I think we've talked about this in the past in that I think even Chadwick Boseman recognized the societal influence that his character, the black Panther had. And I really don't think that he would even agree with, with shelving the character because he passed away. Well, I don't get me wrong. I love Chadwick Boseman and, um, I think he did a marvelous job as the Black Panther and also in many of the other roles that he portrayed. But the character itself was was actually designed as a mantle to be passed from person to person. And I really don't think it would be I don't think it would be disrespectful or out of out of character for this particular character to cast another person as the Black Panther and. I mean, honestly, I, I just think that the the implications for this character are far more far reaching. I I honestly think what they're probably going to do is this movie will be almost all of the various characters trying seeing without meaning to seeing who's going to rise up to take the mantle for the third movie. That's just a guess, but like they didn't when the main character in Fast and the Furious died they didn't like stop, you know, they just kind of, he had his send, he had his send off movie and then they moved on. And I'm thinking that this is going to probably be more of a send off movie for Chadwick Boseman's mm -hmm. character. And then someone will rise up. So to take the mantle, just a guess. So they haven't necessarily, have they not necessarily said that they're not going to recast the black Panther or have they just said that they're not going to recast T'Challa? Because I, that I understand sure. with them or recast I understand with the them, movie. Okay, I understand with them not recasting T'Challa, but I still think that there should be a Black Panther. Mm -hmm. I think you. I completely agree, Rob. That a couple of things. Um, I think Chadwick Boseman would absolutely want. I, I don't obviously I don't know him, but he just seems like such a good person that he would want mm -hmm. someone else to to like. I think he would even want – this is just me um, – someone relatively unknown to, like, rise to that mantle of, like, becoming the next Black Panther just to give another actor a chance at, at like, stardom, someone who deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, just another good person mm -hmm. like himself. I think I agree with you. And I also think that that's a really good point, that Black Panther is supposed to be different people, so that's easy to write into the storyline. But I got to say, whoever's picked, <laughs> I feel bad for them. Because they're going to get, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to be incredible because they're going to get picked apart mm -hmm. by so many people. They're going to get, they're going to, they're going to be under the microscope like no one else because that is a hard, that's a hard. I mean, honestly, not just the character. Honestly, I think we already the, have the, the person to play it because I, I, I think, think the natural step in is Shuri. 
I think Shuri is the natural step in to be the Black Panther. Oh, oh wow. I didn't see that. Particularly coming. because she is the, the sister, so it would make sense. It would make <laughs> sense. And she, she's great at the role she's been playing. I think she's fantastic. She's awesome. But it never occurred to me to be a woman. Like, that just didn't occur to me. That's so funny. Like, I, I, I don't know why I had that blind spot, but you're, you're absolutely right. And she, and it would work. I would be all behind that. Like, I'd go for that. Not that I love her. She's awesome. Character mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, she's great. So, okay, so moving on from the news. Well, some of the news. And now it's time for what's not necessarily the news. That is WTF. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> oh, that's never good. When the, when the person is laughing before <laughs> they start speaking, that's a problem. Um, I don't even know where to go with this. Uh, this is the first thing I found, and I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> this is this is perfect. So, um, I I really think that you guys are are pretty great. You know what I mean? Well, thank you, Omar. Um, we think you're I, pretty great too. If I, I he's such I a if, terrible judge in character. If I could judge the Miss America pageant, I would vote for you guys. You know what I'm saying? And like apparently, think, a terrible I judge of gender. You guys would be my my number one choice for um. The, <laughs> Wonder that guy hit on him in Orlando. Yeah, right. So, um, a little bit of pre-episode conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing, and that's fine. I'm okay. So here's the deal: I really would vote for you guys as like the homecoming queen or whatever. I would. I I really would. But somebody in, uh, I believe it's Pensacola took it a little bit too far. A Florida teen accused of rigging a homecoming queen election with her mother is being charged as an adult. <laughs> they, they are taking high school to the next level. Okay. Is, oh, wow. It was homecoming, homecoming queen. queen. Is the, She's 17. Is that a prosecutable crime? Well, <laughs> so my first Rigging your was, homecoming election? Is that a prosecutable crime? Right. My first thought was like, how the hell is that possible? But then, so my first thought was like, okay, this is this is a ridiculous, this is stupid, like whatever. Okay, um, should I use like their names? Like, is this a thing? Right? It doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> Pensacola, she was arrested in March. Oh, she turned eight. Oh, we need the name. She names. turned eighteen in April. Her name is Emily Rose Grover from Pensacola, Florida. She turned 18 in April, but it happened when she was 17. Near? Far. Near? <laughs> Far. <laughs> okay. And you sound like Yoda when you do that. <laughs> For sure. I do. That was, supposed, that, that was Mike Rover. Um, the state's attorney it was a bad in Rover. Escambia County said that she's going to be tried as an adult. Her and her mother face multiple felony charges <laughs> for, from, from back in October for rigging the homecoming vote at Tate High School in Pensacola. So my first thought was, like, how do you – okay, so, like, you put names in a box. Like, how is that (laughs) – right? Like, I I imagine a shoebox with, like, a little, like, slit in the top, and you just, like, put the homecoming queen's name in it. No, that's not what happened. The construction paper wrapped around it with, like, hearts and shit. However, 
There's more. Her mom is an assistant principal at an elementary school in the area. Okay. So in the same county. So she accessed the school district's internal system and cast fraudulent votes for her daughter so that she could win homecoming queen. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is so, I love my daughters, (laughs) but I'm not, and I would love it if one of them was like homecoming queen or whatever. That's cool. But I'm not going, I mean, I'm not going to go that far. Like that's insane. Right. So she, um, report. So the school district reported unauthorized access into hundreds of student accounts, according to the Florida department of law enforcement, they found in October, hundreds of votes for the school's homecoming court were flagged as fraudulent. And then there were 117 votes from the same IP address within a short period of time. So then they found evidence that there was unauthorized access um, from her cell phone, from the mom's cell phone, and from the computers at home. And there were a total of 246 votes cast for homecoming court for, just from those devices. But my first thought was like, damn, like, what's the deal with, like, how could you be going to, to, to jail for this or whatever? So um, they are out now on a $6,000 bond, and the daughter is out on a $2,000 bond. But the mother and the daughter each face a maximum 16 years in prison. 16 really? years sentence each. That's what, Six, 16 years, years for that? I guess because once... Hell, you can kill somebody dr- driving drunk and get two years. What in the there's hell no is details here. I haven't figured out why. Right? Well, okay, so there's criminal... Oh my God. Probably for accessing student accounts because well yeah so charged with offenses against um users of computers computer systems computer networks electronic devices unlawful use of two-way communications device criminal use of personally identifiable information and conspiracy to commit those offenses uh, because at one point the daughter (laughs) (laughs) so so the charges are not against people the charges are against the charges are against the people you have wronged well, computers. The daughter was smart enough to go to school and brag about it to like other kids. Oh my Dude, god! Could you imagine, like, oh, oh, my little honey bunny, I want you to be the prom queen. Uh, we're going to prison for you know for doing five nickels in a row, <laughs> three nickels in a row. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> what are you in here for? I killed a nun with a pocket knife. What about you? I rigged the homecoming queen thing. If you're going to commit that much computer fraud and stuff, at least make some millions out of it. And and the hilarious, the hilarious thing is, is that the guy who killed the nun with a pocket knife probably got. Yeah, how time. long are you in for? Sixteen years. How about yeah. you with the nun True. thing too? Uh, wow. Okay. I mean, I don't even know where to go with it. It's also crazy. Oh it's also God. crazy that the homecoming vote system also is attached to the system. I found another article that says that one of the reasons why it's such a big deal is because they, they can look up birth dates, grades, test scores, medical history, emergency context, and any disciplinary action. So all of this private stuff on minors, which is probably why it's escalated for like, correct. That's what what seems like no reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
But you know that she didn't do that because they already said that there was a large amount of votes in a very small amount of time from Correct. the same IP address. So yeah. it's not like she's thumbing through the data. She's just logging in to cast a vote and that's it. So, I mean, th- th- they might be able to argue that and that might help them. But, I mean, really, I, 16 years seems like, a little steep for that. She's like looking through. She's like, ah, oh, Jim Smith, he's got asthma and he just voted for my daughter. <laughs> Omar, Omar Watson, oh, a bedwetter and voted for my daughter. Oh, look at this ninth grader. <laughs> gonorrhea <laughs> and voted for my daughter. <laughs> Wait, well, maybe this one didn't vote for my hey, daughter. <laughs> every vote counts. Okay. I'll take the gonorrhea inflicted as well. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, because you don't want that rumor getting around that the gonorrhea people are okay with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm supported by the gonorrhea. Well, well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is just ridiculous. Anyway, that was, that's my it, Florida story. I thought that did we just find a title for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the gonorrhea lobby. <laughs> uh, yeah. So listen, how can, um, yeah. How can um, our listeners participate in some like amazing? Okay. Well, if you would like to get gonorrhea, gonorrhea from one of our hosts, wait, no, <laughs> that's not right. Um, so we have some fun. Our gonorrhea that's, that's giveaway <laughs> all month. <laughs> that's the title right there. Hey, <laughs> the I gonorrhea would give gonorrhea to any of our listeners. <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so if you want to have this kind of fun you don't you could join our patreon and to support us because this type of content needs to be supported by someone because uh, I don't support it anymore <laughs> preferably someone with a medical license yeah, right. who can prescribe antibiotics so we here at the gb5 podcast need penicillin and that's expensive. So for just $5, you could join our Patreon. And that allows you into our Discord chat. Uh, yeah. It allows you to know the movies beforehand that we're going to watch. Uh, and what's funny, this movie that we're, we watched this week, I didn't even know it existed. So it's completely new to me. Uh, and Rob, I believe, as well. Nor did I, but I did hear, I didn't know about this. Uh, you get early access to That's the good. top five list. As you know, we are the Give Me Five podcast on our side B episode. We have top five lists and we've got a, we've got a good one for this Monday's episode. And uh, you get a birthday episode. We got some birthday people coming up. So the birthday episode, what happens with that is we do a top five list about you guaranteed to be untrue. And if it is true, you should be ashamed of yourself. Bunch of other stuff going on totally there. Agree. Check us out, patreon.com slash gimme5podcast. Thank you in advance. And thank you uh, for, uh, you know, being here. So so we got uh, three topics today. Uh, let's do the two things that we have watched separately first. Things Heard and Seen and then uh, Bad Batch. And then we'll close it out with the Mitchells versus the Machines. How's that sound? Great. Okay. How are things heard and seen? In fact, you know, before you even do that, so I was, so you actually know this person, so I will drop her name in there. Uh, I was just about, uh, both of you guys know her. Who, me? Uh, I was just about to watch it. Like, I was sitting down. I was 
get going through my phone to turn on the alarm and stuff. And someone, uh, uh, Kimmy from high school, uh, had Yay. put a, put a thing on Facebook being like, things heard and seen, I guess it's okay, but it really, she said that it, um, telegraphs a lot of its surprises and she knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I was like, uh, maybe I don't want to watch this right now. So was random person that no one of, none of our listeners know Kimmy, was she right? Um, to an extent, um, my problem was something else and I'll, I'll get into that as we discuss a little bit more about the movie. I'll, I'll give you some of the basics first. Um, the, this movie was released on Netflix. It is a Netflix movie. It was released on April 29th of 2021. And the director is Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Polsini, it looks like. Stars Amanda Seyfried, James Norton, not Natalia Dyer. Uh, who is who? Natalia Dyer? Oh, wait. Uh-huh. Who's well, that? Oh, God, I know that name. I can see her face. She's one of those actresses with giant eyes. Oh, That's she's uh, she's no, she's uh, the sister in uh, uh, Stranger Things. There you go. Right? You got it. She is, in yeah. fact, oh. uh, the sister okay. of Stranger Things. Uh, but it also and she stars is one Anna of those Sa- actresses with giant eyes. She definitely is one of those actresses with giant eyes. You are correct. Um, but it stars uh, also stars Anna Sophia Hager, Kristen Griffith, F. Murray Abraham, Alex Newstater, Jack Gore, Rhea Seahorn, and a couple of other a couple of other cast uh, like small cast uh, roles. And the synopsis is: an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and become and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness one that rivals her new home's history. So as the movie goes on, it it started really well. There's a slow build as we're trying to figure out if the main character is crazy or is actually seeing things. Things begin to happen and you come to find out that the house is haunted, A, and also that her husband is really not such a good dude. And is kind of a fraud and a bit of an abuser. And and the ghosts actually the the way that it's set up is the ghosts are ghosts of women who have lived in this house that have had things happen to them, like they've been killed by their abusive husbands or whatnot. And they're actually siding and defending her in these situations. Which, you know, sounds like a great premise, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. The only problem is, is they don't really do anything. Like they, they, uh, they distract him a couple of times, but the the ending to this movie was an absolute travesty. And I was like, did I literally so just right. waste two hours of my life watching this for this shitty ending? So. That's exactly what, happened was, what was told to me. Really? Yeah. So I'm I am about to spoil the shit out of this. All right. Spoil, spoil the hell out of it. Yeah. So if you yeah. if you don't want it to be spoiled, fast forward now. Okay. So at the end of this movie, she's been poisoned 
or she's been she's been drugged and she uh she was trying to run away and she was going to take their kid he stops her he tricks her into drinking something and drugs her she walks back into the house and the ghosts are kind of leading her and they're like oh well you know i can't do so i can only do so much i can take some of the pain away blah 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 and she gets upstairs lays down in the bed and passes out she's drugged her husband comes in and plants an axe in her chest that's right she's dead okay and the ghost like takes over her body and kind of looks at the husband with with the ghost's face i don't even know what that was about because he still killed killed her she dies um he pretty much gets everything that he wanted he he was he was a fraud he had forged a letter of recommendation to get his teaching position they found out about it he killed the guy who knew about it and that guy that guy hadn't told anybody so nobody else knew they asked him to be chair of the department somebody else suspected something and they were going to they were going to say something he runs her off the road she goes into a coma um then he kills his wife and gets away with it because you know it stages it as like a break in so he gets away with it and the movie is him for some reason getting into a boat and driving uh, riding out into the sea and then there's like this scene from like this recurring uh piece of art that they had looked at he that he kind of oh, it, it was just a no and so he basically wins and the, the movie ends with him <laughs> driving his boat out to sea i'm like what the shit is this it's like a boat huh. commercial buy a yacht all your problems will be left behind I was I was so mad when I got to the end of it because I was like, so they did all of that to set up this whole supernatural aspect of it and then did jack shit with it. Other than a few parlor <laughs> tricks. I'm like, what the, what the fuck is this? They, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're so I, angry. Oh my God. I'm I was, never I, watching this movie. I absolutely. I well, and the, the thing is, is it's, it's so irritating when you find a movie that has a really great premise. It's got a cool story and then they fuck it up with the ending. Like, I know you've seen, I know you've seen other movies right. where you're like, oh man, this movie's pretty good. This movie's pretty good. And then you get to the end and you're like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, why did I just waste two hours watching this? Because the ending is what it leaves you And with. you know, you know that some sort of executive that like is meddling. Like, uh, the test scores didn't come back high enough on this. We need to make a change in the ending. No. Right. And made it worse. Either that or somebody was trying to get too artsy and refused to allow any meddling. Because, I, because I'm certain that I've seen movies where that happened. And I'm like, mm, I, I think you dug a little too deep there and your ending is kind of shit. Yeah. Right. Well, so I, I in good conscience cannot recommend this movie. The, the, the story, like I said, the story itself was pretty good. It was engaging. It kept me interested, kept me on the seat of my chair for, for several portions. And then they just take a big old dump on my chest. And I'm like, Turd. what? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I How thought you that liked that. Was that? <laughs> I thought you said this was a bad movie. <laughs> you gotta pay double for that kind of action cotton well now i gotta see it <laughs> that's not where i thought he was going with that i cannot in good conscience recommend this nope. movie based on solely on the ending 
Well, speaking of bad batches, <laughs> see what I did. There. Oh, nice tie-in, sir. Yeah, yeah. So I have not actually finished the Clone Wars uh, series, like the original one. I know there was like a, another season, but I hadn't really finished it. So there, are, the Bad Batch is technically a new group of characters for me. That they are. This is, of course, a Star Wars thing. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, it premiered on May fourth, of course, May the fourth. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> and it is, I guess, a spinoff of the Clone Wars animated series, uh, directed in this case by Stuart Lee and Saul Ruiz. Saul Ruiz. I'm not going to say all the voice names, but I am going to mention D. Bradley Baker. Uh, you might know him as the voice of, well, all of the clones, but he's Perry the Platypus, which I can't make the Perry the Platypus sound, but oh. I wish I could. Oh my God, he's awesome. And Freddie Prince, because you know that that voice, but. I will – I'm mentioning D. Bradley Baker for a reason because, holy shit, he's awesome. Uh, so this story, it's the, the synopsis is the clones of the Bad Batch find themselves in a changing galaxy after the Clone Wars. So they've only released one episode of the Bad Batch, but I like this kind of story. I like the ragtag group, and obviously a lot of people do because they wouldn't do so many movies about this. But, like, the, the – I don't know. There's just something about it, and, like – I was thinking back because the, the the characters are um, some of the – there are a few clones that we've seen before, uh, Echo being one of them. You know, you know, if you've played mm-hmm. the Star Wars game, you know Echo. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter, Echo, Crosshair, Wrecker, and Tech. And the, uh, there will be spoilers, but it's only been one episode, so it's not that big of a spoiler. And I think it's weird because – Every any time that there's like a character where they take they're from like a uniformed group like a soldier thing but they like alter it you know they'll spray paint like a skull on the side of their helmet or something like that I'm always like gravitate towards those characters it's just always been my thing and obviously a bunch of other people too so imagine this group of clones where everyone's supposed to be following orders and they're supposed to all be perfect and whatever well some of them are the bad batch of clones and they are either too big or have better eyesight or in the case of echo has gotten blown up and tech who's not a fighter, but he's more of a, a genius. So they have their own little team. They were called a uh, clone force 99. Uh, Rob, I, did you watch I this? Or no? That, no, no, no. I, but I did read that. I thought that echo was actually captured at one point and they were, and they were, he was, he was used, captured in a uh, for information and then they res- rescued him. Uh, well, I, I haven't seen it. It's not in this series. It happened before, and he is he is effed up in this. He's he. I believe he was trying to escape in a shuttle, and the shuttle gets shot down. So he's got like mm. little like ports all over his head, and he's like he's being kept alive. He's basically being kept alive by uh, technology. All of Vader. So he's very Darth Vader esque. Yeah, pretty much. So he uh, the basically the story takes place right after. The, their last battle. They're in the middle of a battle. They win. They find out that uh, Grievous has been killed and that the Clone War is over. And, of course, the Order 66 goes out. And they're chasing after somebody. And they turn around and they see this Jedi that was with them get blown away by other clones. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, mm. the pro- thing is, is because they were a bad batch their 
uh, chips that were telling them to do that stuff. In the case of uh, Echo, it was destroyed. In the case of some of the other ones, you'll there it just wasn't working well. But in the case of the sniper, who already was creepy as shit, like the character is creepy, like how excited is he is just to blow people away from afar. Yeah, um, his chip is kind of working. Basically, because they thought they were just going to dispose of these clones because they were faulty. They didn't put chips mm-hmm. in them. That's kind of what I got. Uh, and some of them have head injuries and things like that. So anyway, that's basically the the story. They, The Jedi that gets killed, that Jedi's Padawan takes off. They go after the Padawan. Uh, Moff Tarkin has now taken over like for, and turn, started turning it into the Empire. And they send these clones after a group of insurgents, which they think they're going after droids. When they get there, they realize it's, um, Oh shit. Uh, uh, dude, that's like mostly a robot now in, uh, rogue one. Uh, I want to say Lawrence Fishburne, but that is not it. Uh, Oh, Oh, um, uh, uh, saw Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they run into him and he's like, do you think we, do we look like insurgents? It's just a bunch of people that have been put out by the empire. And they're like, what the hell is going on here? Cause they don't know. They still think that the Jedi turned on everybody. So they basically go back to base and they're, they get kind of court martialed, I guess, to see, well, why didn't you do your mission kind of thing? And they, and crosshair um, gets his chip amped up because it wasn't working on him. Cause his, uh, there's something wrong with his brain. So they amp it up. So now they've got one of their own who's like who's not only a sniper, but he's fucking creepy. Now, I think it's great. I loved it. Um, I was it was a forty minute episode, I believe, and I know I just gave you guys most of a recap of it, but uh, it was a great episode. And I wanted more, so I was really upset when I was like, "Oh crap!" They're doing that thing where they release one a week, uh, which they usually don't do with animated stuff. I. So I one I would highly suggest it. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk about D. Bradley Baker is he does all of the voices of the clones, and every single one of them. Even if I was not looking at the screen, which I was the whole time, but if I went to the kitchen, I knew exactly what was going on because he gives each clone its own distinct personality across the whole show, and it's crazy okay. impressive because you know exactly who's talking, exactly their motivations, and you go everything from the kind of lovable tank who's just like oh fucking kill them all you know that kind of thing to the crate yeah to the crazy crosshair guy who's like yes get in my sights it's like it's perfect (laughs) uh so yeah yes do it get in there okay that's not (laughs) his voice that's definitely not his voice (laughs) yes master (laughs) (laughs) he's not igor is what i'm saying but uh it's that's fine uh, look it's a disney plus show it's about star wars if you're into that thing you're gonna watch it but i enjoyed it so if you're if you're one of those Star Wars people that only likes the live action stuff, uh, you might want to watch this cartoon because it's good. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not steeped in the cartoon Star Wars stuff, but um, I've heard only good things about Clone Wars, and so I don't know. Maybe it, that's going to be like a summer thing when I have time. It did make me go back and start watching Clone Wars again. Like but I really, I was. Right before we started recording, I was um, doing dishes and preparing dinner, and I did, in fact, start watching some episodes from season two, because that's where I'm at. 
How many seasons of Clone Wars are there? I believe seven. Wow, really? That many? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't. There's one that's called the last season, but I don't know if that is season seven or if it's like season seven and then the last season, which would be eight. But got it. I might be completely wrong. But anyway, okay. Now we've got one last thing to talk about, and it is also kind of kid friendly. This I'm excited to see. And oh, like you haven't seen excited. it yet, Omar? I haven't watched it. No, oh. I haven't seen it yet. This week I had other things, and uh, I watched our movie of the week twice because I hate myself. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. But this is definitely one you can watch with your girls. Wow, he's he is uh, speaking in full sentences, Andy. So that would be twice. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> There must be a war of, of epic proportions going on in his well, brain I'm right now. I'm winning because of the scotch, so I'm fine. Uh, yeah. There we go. It's to, it's to keep the voices of that movie at bay. Correct. But this movie is The Mitchells versus The Machines. Uh, I guess I'll announce it, and then, Rob, you can kind of take it from there. Uh, it came out on May, uh, April 30th, 2021. It was directed mm-hmm. by Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. Starring Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Michael Rianda, Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman, And the synopsis is a quirky, dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. What do you think, Rob? I really enjoyed this movie. It, it, it's a great family movie. It, you can watch it with the entire family. It, there were a number of scenes that made me laugh out loud. I the everything from the jokes, the, the jokes just landed. I mean, it, it was it was very well written, and the timing was perfect. The voice acting was on point. The animation style really fit the feel of the movie. I felt it's. It's not a new concept. I mean, the robot apocalypse, uh, I mean, we've seen it in a number of other movies. But they managed not to fuck it up, which is where a lot of times you run into problems with these movies. You know, it, it if you take something that's already established, something that works, and you F it up, guess what? It's your fault. It, you, you made a crappy movie. It wasn't, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the idea that was bad. You made a crappy movie. Because this movie proves that you can take an old concept and turn it into something great. Yeah, I I did the thing where I put the screen outside and watch it with with uh, my kid, my neighbor's kid, and the the jokes. Every single oh, one of them pretty much landed. We were laughing. There was parts where I was we were laughing so hard at one joke that we kind of missed the next ones. Uh, everything involving the dog. Who is um, Monchi? Monkey? <laughs> what is his name? Mochi? Who's a something like that? It's with an there's an N in there. It's uh uh Munchie. M-O-N-C-H-I-E. Uh, it is a pug who is whose eyes go different directions. He's played by Doug the Pug, so he's actually played by a real mm-hmm. pug. Uh, at least voice. He's voiced over. by an actual dog. <laughs> yep. And he the robots are not quite sure what he is, and we won't talk more about the plot there because it's sort of funny in itself. But we also have a dog that is the same color, and we were laughing so much at this dog on the screen that I am convinced that our dog was looking around like, fuck y'all. <laughs> like he, was, he was laying on the chair just looking around like, like y'all suck. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, y'all is racist. Like, <laughs> our dog, our dog was like, that is cultural appropriation, motherfuckers. <laughs> so then the dog went and, and like pooped in my shoe. It was no, that didn't happen. But <laughs> the dog was great. Retaliation. <laughs> it's like boom. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not even mad. <laughs> Mike. No, it's just like it, <laughs> that was great. The the daughter. I mean, she's getting ready for film school in this, and that she talks about how she doesn't really fit like fit in and she was different than everyone else. And like, that is every one of my students. So there was this, like this weird little thing. Like I know this girl and I did. This is the type of movie that I think is needed to catch that generation, the high school, the middle school, high school, young college generation, because there is so much stuff going on on the screen at all times. It's, like, you know, like the next generation of movies, like Spider-Man. I know you didn't like Spider-Man into the multi into the Spider-Verse, but where there's like so much extra stuff going on on the screen, like stickers and rainbows and this and that <laughs> and labels and arrows and all sorts of shit. And like, mm-hmm. that's the current generation of movies, because if you watch YouTube videos and all that, like someone will say something and then like they'll do some weird thing with like a hat appears on them or sunglasses or something like that. And as a purist, it drives me nuts normally, but you kind of understand that that's the way things are going. Like I, I kind of saw it starting to happen with the first zombie land where they were so self-referential at the beginning. Like these are the rules. And then they had something happen that like showed right. it. And like, they've really started leaning into that motion graphics world. And I'm just, and for this movie, it totally worked because you were almost mm-hmm. looking through the eyes of, of the daughter's cell phone for the movie. Um, so I thought that was excellent. The kid with the dinosaurs was hilarious. Um, I have to the brother sister stuff was awesome. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the brother sister stuff was great. the The conflict between the father and daughter was cool too. And it wasn't, you know, like the conflict was he was an outdoorsman. She and the rest of the family were all like tech, technology people. And that they didn't do the like the typical Homer Simpson dopey dad thing. You know, it was, it was the dad with heart and was just not quite understanding it because he came from a different world. And I like that. They do that. And like, they, I've like, they do that, uh, dopey, whatever dad, like, like what you said, they do that a lot in those types of movies. And it's, it's, and it's almost oh, yeah. like, I'm glad you said that. I, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen this movie yet, but that, that got very tired very fast for me. Cause it's, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, making the dad, the buffoon in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like in some ways they, they like Homer Simpson and, uh, uh, yeah, family yeah. guy, Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin, like that's part mm-hmm. of the joke. And I get it. Like I'm yeah, not remotely cool. offended fine. by those characters, yeah. but then like, if you even look at, uh, 80s sitcoms and some other things, like that's kind of the, the loudish dad that, is either bombastic or dumb or whatever. And then the, the, the mom coming in to soften up the, the characterization. But I thought that uh, this one, like it was really like I, when they revealed the, the little wooden, was it a, it was a wooden bear, right? Rob, I forget what animal uh, it was. I tried to look it up, but I forgot. I think it was a bear. I, it's a bear I or like a, a moose. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, you're it right. Like it was a little a moose, wooden bear. When you, it was a moose. Like a, so when the, the little wooden moose, uh, when they reveal it, 
it's it's sweet. Like I went from laughing my ass off to like tearing up a little bit, like that little moment. Especially so. since she threw it in the uh, giveaway bin. Yeah, true. There's a little bit of a little bit of Toy Story, even though this is not that uh, same studio. But so I thought it was great. Um, you know, it's one of those. I think I'm gonna definitely. I know I'm gonna watch it again. It was that good, huh? Uh, yeah, it's it's freaking hilarious. Yeah, that is something that it's be and it's pretty. Maybe I'll watch that with my girls because that's. I mean, I want to see it anyway. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would work. I think that. I, I mean, I haven't seen your girls in like three right. years. But the younger one will definitely because she's still young enough for that sort of thing. The older one might pretend that she doesn't because <laughs> she's at that age. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You'll catch her looking up over her yeah, iPad exactly. at it. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, there is, let's see. Uh, yeah, no, I, I highly suggest it. Um, the, they did change, they did some unique visuals. And as these are the same group of people that are responsible for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, they had to kind of come up with their own visual style. And I think they did a good job on that. Uh, they based it off of the artist that did the sketches for the actual movie. And, uh, you know, I, I, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's sweet. It's funny. It's a good, uh, feel good family movie. Okay. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> that's what, that's, that's what Rob says. Uh, next week. That's it. That's that's this episode. That's the side A. Uh, next week, uh, check out the side B episode. And we're going to talk about A Sound of Thunder, which Omar has watched twice because he hates himself. <laughs> and we've <laughs> <really> watched... <laughs> and we've watched once because uh, he made us and he hates us. <laughs> I have reasons. I got my reasons, all right? There's a method to my... To myself, breaking us down already. <clears throat> and uh, so, Rob, how can people get in touch with us? Well, as always, if you'd like to email us directly, you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail.com. You can go directly to our website, give me five podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for guess what? Give me five podcasts. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. And please, guys, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. Like that wonderful gentleman who who contacted us about our episodes not being fully done. He wanted to check out some of our earlier episodes. And we're very grateful that he did because we didn't realize that they weren't put up there. So please, don't don't hesitate to reach yeah, out. Much appreciated. Don't hesitate to reach out. Join our Patreon. Become part of the family, and you get you get a top five episode. You get to participate. You get to submit lists. It's a lot of fun. Also, if you're looking for any of that cool Give Me Five podcast merchandise, you can go to GiveMeFivePodcast.threadless.com. And thank you for listening. Apparently, 
So I had a very weird dream that one morning that Did it involved me in oil and a toga. No, close though. Uh, I had a dream that I was that I went to Big Bad Toy Store and ordered a bunch of GI Joe guys. <laughs> okay, and then I get a message today: your package has been delivered. Huh? Go downstairs and I see this box that says "Thank you" from BBD or BB whatever BBTS. Huh. <laughs> 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 Open it up and I'm like, oh, what shit. websites have you been ordering from, Greg? <laughs> I, I ordered three G.I. Joe guys from Big Bad Toy Store. <laughs>